Welcome to today's podcast. I'm Louise and today I'm having a chat with Faye McCann from Clean as a Whistle. And our topic today is social media because Faye's been a bit of a star on social media. She runs a cleaning company up in Newcastle. Perfect. So tell us what you've done because you've been quite different on social media to other people. Yeah, and we've done that on purpose. We've been different on purpose. So we try and just stand out from the crowd a little bit. So as I mentioned earlier, we've invested quite a lot of money into giving away free cleaning services um, for competitions. We give cleaning services to raise money for charities. Um, we gift cleans to people in need if you nominate or things like Mother's Day and other, you know, other kind of events like that where it's nice to be nice to people. So we've given away um, probably in the region of around £25,000. Shall I just tell everyone what you're doing right now? What? So Faye, Faye's got these beautiful nails oh. and she's sticking stickers onto the front of booklets and she's kind of talking to me and struggling like crazy to get the back of these stickers it's so off. so hard, aren't they, to take out? They are tricky. Um, so you've done an awful lot. So you've given away a lot of free cleans and you were telling me, how much have you given away over the last four years? Around £25,000 worth. That's a lot, but it's not that much when you compare it to what people are spending on Google AdWords. and um, But it was all part of a bigger strategy for you, wasn't it? It was. So as I say, other people's marketing budget, it's kind of a free advertisement. So say, for example, we put on a competition to win a cleaning package. Um, you know, you'd spend quite a bit on adverts anyway, um, and we just figured that it gets a, nat a more natural reach, and it's people in the area that are going to be applying, well, not applying, but entering the competitions. You know, they're not, you're not going to get people hundreds of miles away entering them because we're northeast based. So everybody that was entering them um, were coming back to enter every single one. They were sharing our other posts. And people that won them were doing even better. They then became like super fans almost. So I've seen they, your page. They really yeah, are super fans, aren't they? Uh, anything that you put on, they're there sharing it. That's brilliant. You know, putting which all boosts the algorithm. So say once upon a time, three years ago, you might have given somebody a small clean for free. They've then, for the next three years, promoted you to anybody that'll listen. They really sort of repay the favour. Um, and in fact, I've got some clients that have come off the back of winning a competition. We're clean for the whole family now. Um, so I just thought as an alternative to spending on advertisement, why not give the cleans away for free? You were telling me, though, you'll give away a £100 clean, which is pretty decent clean. Yeah. But what are you getting back from that? So you were saying it's like an advert, but what do you get back? So what you get back, let's just say you give away, as you say, a £100 clean. Off the back of that, you're going to maybe get your... Yeah, competition shared maybe 2,000 times. You're going to maybe get 25, 30,000 views on the competition. I always word the competition as an advert. And you, in bookings, you know, you can hit into the thousands of people that look at that competition. Oh, so for £100, I get this amount of hours, this, this, this. I'm going to book it. So you're giving away £100 clean, but you can clear £5,000 back. It's a no-brainer, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's a no-brainer. So instead of spending that £100 giving it to Facebook, you're giving it to somebody that wins it. So they're, they're a winner, we're a winner. And Facebook's not because they've missed the £100. 
out. But you don't just do that because I watch you on Facebook and uh -huh. there's a lot of lives. There's a lot of your life, isn't there? Yeah, uh -huh. you really share. Yeah, I try, I try to share a lot of personal things, videos, stories. Um, today, actually, I'm in the middle of making a day in the life TikTok. So, oh, are, you, are we going to be on yeah, it? Yeah, you're going to be on it. So, it's a day in the life um, of a director of a cleaning company. So, it had like me and Tesco this morning, and then it had me getting in the car to drive down. So, but you don't just do Facebook as well. You've you TikTok you're doing. Well, new on to TikTok, we've, we've just been had the ability to go live on there because you've got to have a thousand people to go live on TikTok. So we're building that up and I'm trying to put a lot more personal life into TikTok. Um, we're on Instagram as well, um, which we've but got. But that's, did you say that's quite new for you, isn't it? It's quite new. We've had the Instagram for a while, but because we're so successful on Facebook and we're fully booked off the back of Facebook, we kind of just left it on the back burner, putting the odd thing on, but we have over the last few months started putting some big effort on Instagram. And it's going now the same way that Facebook was going. I've got to say, so we on the DCBN were predominantly Facebook. You, obviously, you yeah. drove us through Facebook, mm -hmm. but there's a lot of people that aren't on Facebook. Yeah. Facebook's declining. And it is. we've had a real push towards Instagram. So we've yeah. done, you know, not talking to you, but along the same lines Definitely, as yeah, 100%. I've noticed that as well. And the clientele on Instagram as well, from what I've found so far, my personal experience has been that the Instagram clientele um, seem to be spending more money than the people on Facebook. So we've had quite a lot of, well, I don't know whether you want to call them celebrities, maybe Z-list celebrities, but people in the public eye. <laughs> you know they might listen to this. <laughs> Z-list. <laughs> you know, people are... Some some shows. We know what's up in Newcastle. You yeah, got, you, you yeah. Sure? <laughs> yeah, all of those. You know, we've got some people, um, famous makeup artists. And all of this has came in off the back of Instagram. Some big Instagram accounts, food accounts, um, renovation accounts with like 2.3 million followers. So we're trying to partner with all of these people. And this has all come off the back of Instagram. And that's quite different because I found on Facebook, you can't do those collaborations. Whereas Instagram, you exactly. really can. And, and I don't know if you find it, Instagram, they interact more. I'm not saying they don't yeah. interact on Facebook, but people quite happily comment an awful lot more. There's less sort of lurkers on Yes, Instagram. no, I totally agree with you. Um, and people seem to be a little... Maybe nice is not the word, but as you say, more generous with the comments, more generous with the likes, more generous with the story replies. And you don't get, I don't know if you've noticed this on Facebook, you get the odd critic sometimes. Yeah. And I don't seem to, maybe I'm newer to Instagram, but not had that quite as much. No, we haven't either. As I say, everybody that we've sort of interacted with on Instagram has been great. We've got a few people on there that we clean for every week now and bless them. They continuously put the same, you know, similar comments all the time. We couldn't do without you, blah, blah, blah. But how good is that if you were just looking at the page yep. as a potential customer, potential client to read that? Oh, look, and you can see it's genuine, it genuine feedback right in front of your eyesight without having to go to like a review section on Facebook. It's right, it's right there. The other thing as well that you've sort of pointed out, there is a real trend on Instagram towards the, I'm going to say Mrs. Hinches, there's a real passion towards yeah. cleaning that we don't see quite as much. It, it does exist on Facebook, but not yeah. quite as much. And people love what we're producing in terms of pictures.
temperatures. You clean a house, and I mean, we're cleaning, or you, what are you cleaning? 20, 30, 40, 50 yeah. a day, and you're going mm -hmm. picture, picture, picture. And reels and things like that. They love to see the transformations, trying to link those up with some songs that are that are charting at the moment or that match the videos. It tends to keep people's attention for the whole video. Yeah. Um, and do you have a set amount? Do you try and do it for like 20 seconds or do you just do whatever you fancy at the time? Usually around 15 seconds because we create our reels on TikTok and pull them over. Okay. So we usually do like a 15 second TikTok. Um, but the reels just, they bring the comments in, they bring the likes in. Every, well, everybody likes a reel though, don't they? I mean, you can, yeah, sometimes I'll scroll myself and I think, that's amazing. It's something I'm not even interested in, but you, you can still see somebody's transformation. And an and... hour later, you're still scrolling. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So what do you think the, the difference is between, re so what am I trying to say, TikTok and Instagram reels? Or do they flow really nicely into I each other? think they flow really nicely. I think, obviously, the TikTok, people that tend to be on my TikTok are maybe younger. Um, so some of the music and stuff's a bit different to what I would use for Instagram. But I do think that they flow quite nicely. And I think as a business, to save time, you can make a reel or a TikTok on one and just transport it through to the other. Now, the other thing that you're good at, that I have struggled with, you'll take a song and you, what is it called, like voice sync to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have had a giggle at a few of your voice syncs, but you're actually really good at it. Like, I've tried to do it and never published it. Yeah, it's a little bit out, well, it was a little bit out of my comfort zone. Um, but once you get into it, it's fine, you know. It's are you, you going to teach me to do it? Yeah, today? we'll do one. <laughs> So we will. Once you get into it, once you post it, you realise that it's not really that scary. It, the same goes for the likes of your lives. Well, you know, you've seen my social media. I'm always on a live somewhere, whether it be TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. Oh, you're a big car liver, aren't you? You get in your car yeah. and you're like, stick it online. Yeah, just, I just go for the flow now. But I just find that the more natural you are, the less rehearsed you are, the more that people, A, want to watch your stuff and more importantly, want to book you to come. I mean, I had a bit of a laugh the other day. I went into somebody's house. So I was a bit embarrassed, truth be told. And, <laughs> and she said, oh, what do I owe the pleasure of the social media store? He had a clean and I was just covering for one of the girls and I was laughing. And she said, oh, I watch you on all of your channels. You're really good. And I thought, oh, you know, that's sweet. Um, and this summer actually wore at Edinburgh Zoo. <laughs> And I live in Newcastle, so, you know, two hours away or whatever, in the queue to see the pandas, and someone tapped us on the shoulder and said, are you that girl that cleans on Facebook? And I was like, you know, but that's the kind of recognition that really does do wonders for your business. And let's just talk about your stats for a second. I don't know them, but I'm sure you do. How many followers do you have on Facebook? At the moment on Facebook, I've got around 18,000. That's quite significant, isn't yes. it? Yeah, and then I've got, that's 18,000 on the business page, and I've got a good couple of thousand on my personal Facebook, which this area is a bit sketchy. I know not everyone agrees, but I get a lot of clients from my personal Facebook, so I network on my personal as well. I don't spam it up with everything businessy, but I do, if I think, oh, I can see they've opened a new salon in town, add them as a friend on Facebook, they might need deep clean, they might need this, they might need that. So also network on my personal. So this is really important. I think this is LinkedIn as well. So LinkedIn, it's all about the personal pages. And really your business page is kind of useless. Yeah. That's, that's the sort of big push on LinkedIn. 
And I think that social media is about being sociable. And there's really not that much difference between you and your business on social media now, is there? It's quite hard to be yeah, private. It, yes, exactly. And this was sort of a, a decision that I hummed and hard with because going back five years when I started the business, my personal Facebook was my personal Facebook and the business page was the business page I didn't like to cross them over. And then, I, you know, if a client added me, I nearly had a fit. I was thinking, they can't add me. But now, actually, I have sort of allowed a little bit of crossover. Some days I do think, oh, should I, you know, and should I, shouldn't I post about the business on here? But I have just thought social media is taken over now. That's where all of our bootings come from. It's from where all of our money comes from. Why not utilize my, as long, you know, as long as you're careful, not putting effing and, you know, and, and really bad things on your personal. Now, when we say careful, not just about not swearing, yeah. how do you feel about putting your children on? Because that is a real bone of contention. I've got to say, I've had a real shift in the last three years. I no longer will put my children yeah. on my personal page. I do totally understand that. Um, I try and sort of be a little more... I still put them on at the moment, whether I'll continue to put them on in years to come as more people go on my personal page and as more people sort of know me. But I definitely know what you mean there. And it is becoming a little bit iffy. So it's not just iffy about putting my children on. What I find now, my oldest is 11 and he's like, mum, you're not putting me on. And I'm like, yeah, that's fine. It's like yeah. the back of your head. And he's like, no, it's, a, it's an invasion of my human rights. And I'm like, yeah. really, really? What point did you start having human rights? But like, yeah. And, and so they are so aware. And I think because teenagers are so aware of their social media presence, my children have a right to say no to yeah. me. Yeah, I, I, I believe that's true, definitely. And it, when my, my oldest is only six, so maybe in years to come, if he doesn't want to be on as well, you have to kind of respect it, even though it's nice to say... I've done read X amount of books about using social media to build a business and things like that. And I do really believe that you have to put a bit on about your personal life in order for people to like you. I think people, well, everybody's heard it. You don't buy, you know, you off anybody. You buy off people that you know and people that you like. You buy the person, not the product or not the business. So I do think it's nice to put on, you know, if your kids have made a mess or something, to show that you're not this clean freak that just goes around cleaning and, you know, hates mess and it, you know, it's nice to show, oh, this is relatable. If, you okay, know. let's ask, what are you like in your personal life? Do you hate mess? Like, what are you actually No, not really. <laughs> I'm not too, I'm not too fussy over mess. My kids are really messy and my partner's quite messy. I do like a clean space yeah. where possible. And I do have a cleaner. Um, <laughs> but I'm not a total clean freak, uh, you know. You know what I think about this? So um, I'm really relaxed about it. And the reason is I see so many people that are uptight and I see it wrecking their lives. And that's why they get us in as cleaners. Yeah. And uh -huh. I'm going, I've got kids. I don't stand a chance. I know. I, yeah, I'm the same. I don't get too dramatic if the, if there's a bit of mess you know I do tidy it up I don't like it too messy but I'm not you know I'm not one of these can you go to bed with a dirty dining table if you've left can you leave dinner on the dining table no <laughs> <laughs> probably not but I could probably put the 
place in the sink and leave the plates for the night, but not on the table. <laughs> it depends if I've had a few gins or it's been a party, maybe they can stay. But no, I'm not. It's not the end of the world for me. Mess isn't the end of the world. So we know where you are now. Uh-huh. You know, if we were to look in sort of two years' time, do you see yourself being a social media star? Because we are seeing a real rise in both the you know the the P brands are paying big money yeah. to to people like you being influencers what do you see the next year or two will bring for you from a social media perspective well i would certainly like to become bigger and bigger on social media i mean i do at the moment i have been gifted things and have done ads on social media what kind of things unfortunately do you have? not clean and related though <laughs> things like jewelry and things like that where i've done little stories and bits and bobs but i would love to work with other companies brands all that I really want to put my all into social media because I, I truly believe that you know it's a career in its own right social media I mean I don't want social media as a career but you, you can literally become famous your brand can become famous your business can become I mean you only have to look at Mrs Hinch yeah and you just I mean I was in Tesco today our clothes are there our pajamas are there she's got clothes and she's got her slippers Clothes oh, she's got jumpsuits the last. Oh, I thought, goodness me. And you think, you know, that's came off the back of Instagram. I would like to grow our socials to in the hundreds of thousands. Um, Could you, because this is the other problem, and I know this running a business, it's actually really hard to scale domestic cleaning businesses to a massive scale. People struggle. Yeah. If you got Insta-famous, is that a word? Yeah. And you started expanding out of Newcastle, then the problem is the business takes up your time. How how do you think you'd manage that if you really did get to 100,000 followers? Yeah, well, that's the plan. That's the plan. I mean, really, you would like to be nationwide one day if, if it's achievable. But I would, I guess I would have to have sort of several managers, an area manager, manager here, manager there in different cities. What have you got at the moment? Because I know you've got a good management team already. Yeah, you? I've got one manager, one overall manager, one assistant manager and four senior staff who carry out the training. So I have got a good, strong management team at the moment. But that being said, they are all based in one place. Oh, OK. So, so where do you expand to next? What's going to happen next? I think we're going to expand into Teesside next, which is the likes of Middlesbrough, Darlington, down to there, because we already cover quite a big area. Um, I mean, I don't know how well you know Newcastle, but we cover like sort of all the way up from Hexham, which is out of Newcastle. It's uh, in Northumberland, right down to Sunderland. It's probably... 50 mile round so we 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 do we cover a big area to start with but it's just trying to build sneak out a little bit and sneak out a little bit further and are the staff based in the areas they cover they are now it didn't used to be like that we had a load of staff maybe i don't know 20 25 and we would send them to different areas on a monday different areas on a tuesday and pay them travel time accordingly but what we did find was some staff were quite frank, to be honest, on the podcast, sick of it. And they would leave. Because, and, they would okay, say, and I would sorry, say, why have you left? Why, why have you left? Because well, I had to travel 40 minutes to work and it's too far. I've got kids. I've got to be back. And it just wasn't working. So what we've, we had to take a step back and say, look, we've done this wrong. Put our hands up. This isn't the right way to do it. So now what we do is focus on a different area. Let's get some staff down there. Let's train them up. Let's get a good team. 
leave them to it, and then we can grow naturally from there. So now we do have staff so from So you've got, like, sub-teams in each different Yeah, area. exactly. And, and they just cover that five miles, I'm guessing? Yeah, they just cover sort of their place. Any of our, my managers, if one rang in sick or if we had to get rid of one, it's in their agreement that they'll go down and cover that area if needs be in an emergency. Or I'll do it myself, you know, if it needed to, and I'll do it myself. Okay, and that's quite interesting because what a lot of people do is they're scared to take that step back and go, I got this completely wrong. Yeah, we had to do that. Yeah, we got it wrong. We definitely got it wrong. We're sending people too far, especially advertising a job that's flexible in school hours and putting that amount of travel on. We got it wrong, so we had to change it. We had to sort of strip back, think, oh, God, you know, how can we fix it? How many staff did you lose before taking that? Quite a few, to be honest. Yeah. Because they didn't all leave at one time and you think, oh, Oh, okay, okay. And then I thought, actually, do you know what? We've lost a few for this very same... There wasn't really many other reasons coming in. It was all... And I thought, something's going to have to change. Yeah. Oh, so we've had that. And it's actually, as businesses, it's quite interesting because one person leaves and then two. And they're slightly different reasons. Yeah. You think, well, that's just them. And that's just them. Yeah, and then you, you go, do. seven later, you go, hmm, yeah, is it them or is it me? Yeah, that, that's exactly what happened with me. I thought oh okay they don't want to go there that's fine change of circumstances then you would lose another one that'd say the same then it got to the point where I was thinking right there's a common denominator here and that is that they're being sent to cleans which are too far too far away um yeah and especially at the times of day when they're traveling it's the rush hour it's the kids have just been dropped off you know so you can add the traffic time on so we, we had to take a step back and say look that's gonna have to change and we're going to have to get out, step outside the box, think outside the box and get some people in from different areas. And you've done something else that's quite different. And I've been watching you do this on oh. social media. <laughs> so you've been helping me stick stickers onto notepads. Yes. But you, you're pretty of an expert at sticky stickers as oh. far as I can see. Oh, I'm sick of the sight of stickers, but yes. <laughs> so I've been watching, so you've been sticking her up. Uh, lollipops and love hearts yes. and key rings and I'm, I've not really seen domestic cleaning companies do what you've been doing why what made you come up with this idea I just really like to I like to shop in these little Instagram boutiques and support local businesses and you know might get a bracelet or something you know just something cheap and every time people are sending me these lovely parcels with nice crepe paper or you know a, a lollipop or a packet of sweets or and it really made us smile and it really even if it's just something a bath bomb that I'd bought I thought you know that that's really nice that somebody's done that and I thought so how can I do how can I do something that's also going to make people smile I would like to hope that they smile when they come home and see a clean house because that's what they're paying for but some love hearts don't help yeah oh, exactly well exactly so I thought oh we could get some lollipops and now we've got pillow chocolates and now we've got love and we just have like a big range of things we got some mugs um and I just thought if we could just leave like maybe a nice note or just a lollipop for the children or something like that and the feedback of it was really really lovely people were taking the time who some, I mean some of my clients I, I barely speak to you know and they were taking the time to say thank you so much um for the love hearts for the children oh thank you so much for the lollipops they went down a treat and we you know and little things like that and I thought oh it's a nice touch and it's working so we've just sort of like expanded on that and I'm guessing they don't cost you much at all not much at all I mean the stickers a penny less maybe, than that. Less, yeah, not even one pence 
And the lollipops are not much more at all. A couple of pence. I mean, I think we pay something like two ninety nine for a couple of hundred. Nothing. They cost nothing now, yarn. But you'd pay five p for a review all day long, wouldn't you? Exactly. Five p to say I'm good. And what to do? Exactly. And I have noticed a huge correlation in between leaving a sweet treat and getting a review. Yeah. I mean, we've done it before. To be honest, I don't know why I ever stopped it, but I used to have a cupcake lady. I think it was because of COVID that was stopped that used to make as clean as whistle cupcakes with the logo on. Um, and I used to leave them sometimes. And then I thought with COVID, you can't really touch cupcakes. And, you know, lollipops are... are Oh, um, yeah, on. they're all in wrappers. And I thought, you know, cupcakes are a little bit iffy. You know, people can still be funny about germs and things. So, but there is a huge correlation between spending. I mean, we're, we're literally talking two pence here, yeah, if that. So interestingly, so I've just been reading The E-Myth by Michael Gerber. And one of the things he was talking about was in a hotel. He loves that they remembered his newspaper. They bought his brand of coffee to yeah. him. And you're just doing those little extra bits and they're not going to go to someone else. Or if they do go to someone else, they'll be like... Mm, they didn't give me a lolly. Yeah. And, and, you know, we get a lot of feedback um, from customers. When we put the kids' toys all neatly at the head of their bed and we yeah. tuck the teddies in, it's really that kind of thing that that's what makes you special. There's those details that keep yeah. them come back. Lots of companies can clean, but they can't deliver yeah. you. Yeah, so we have a client and they, their kids have a playroom and I think we've been gone for around two years. Every week we go and the lady that does it the, the two little girls have four dolls and every single week she puts the dolls doing something else. So they might be on the bed one week, they might be reading it and she'll get a book out, open the pages, sit the dolls it's, around. It's and it, cleaner does this. Yeah, this is my cleaner does this, one of my employees. And honestly, this family... Every week they text me and tell us what the dolls have been doing. This is like the elf on the shelf. Two extremes. Two extremes. <laughs> I mean, truth be told, could I be... But the, <laughs> I mean, the cleaner, she's Googling ideas and all sorts. Every single week, these four dolls are doing something different. But the client leaves most weeks at least a £10 tip for this lady. So she loves going. It's a, it's extra money. If you've got paid £10 to rearrange four dolls. I know. <laughs> the kids love it. The, the owners of the house actually tell me that the kids look forward to coming home on a Wednesday to see what their dolls have been doing. Aww. You know, she maybe's having a tea party one week. She, I mean, she's, she loves to clot on with kids as things like that. And... So once again, you have got company loyalty. You've got happy customers. They can't go elsewhere because no one's going to deliver this. Yeah. And they're going to scream and shout about you all over social media for doing those tiny little extra bits that take a no extra time. Yeah, yes. that's it. I know, and I think a lot of the cleaners as well enjoy leaving little treats. I mean, predominantly, all of my cleaners are mams themselves. They've yeah. all got their own kids. It's nice to make a kid smile and leave them a little lollipop or an Easter egg, an Easter or any or whatever it is that we do. It's just little bits that I think go a long way. You know, I do think they go a long now, way. Now, do you agree with the folding the V into the toilet roll? Are you a are you a toilet roll folder? No, I'm not a toilet roll folder, but some of the staff do fold the toilet roll, and I try and keep the same practice for everybody. But I, so some of mine do, and some of mine don't. And I did say I don't really like it folded. But to be honest, they still fold it. Some people, oh. I've tried stopping stuff. And the customers go, look, don't waste your time folding my toilet roll. Yeah. I want my hands cleaned. And I'm going, I can't stop them. I know. You're I tried have... stopping my stuff. I 
I know they love to fold the toilet roll. Uh, I don't really do it, to be honest. We did used to have some stickers and um, that said, thank you for supporting cleaners. And we're still just really small ones, which we used to like sort of stick on the toilet roll. But then I thought, well, to me, that would annoy me. if because I was you've got to take it off. Yeah, then you've got to take it off, waste a bit. Of, I thought, you know, that's not really the best idea. So again, that's just one of those things where you, what we implemented and then we thought, actually, that's a little bit annoying if you quickly need to use the toilet and you've got stickers on your roll. You'd have to take that off. Yeah, it's maybe um, not what, what you about um, swans, towels? I see this all over. Oh, we do do towel swans. In fact, the same lady that does the um, the dolls does towel everything: crocodiles, teddy bears, I chickens. Yeah, they are good, but I do sit a little bit uncomfortably with it because some people aren't very arty and can't do the towel animals. So when we advertise a lovely picture of a, a nice bed made up with a crocodile on or or some sort then a cleaner might go that actually doesn't have the skills to do that. And I always wonder if a client would think, well, I want it. You know, I like to have everybody the same. Standardisation. Yeah. And you can't standardise your crocodile. Yeah, you can't standardise the crocodile. No, we can't because some people, well, sometimes, let, let's be frank, you don't have the time to stand and make crocodiles. And I have actually had a complaint before where they said, you know, I've got a towel animal in there. <laughs> room i would have preferred the time that she stood and made them she could have cleaned like my fridge or something <laughs> you know and that's the point customers are very clear some love it and it stains you out and others they yeah get and this is the other thing i notice about cleaners um some are really visual and that finish in that room that bed has never been straighter yeah whereas others have pulled out that bed clean behind it but the bed might have a few little crumples yeah in. and when you're trying to standardize a company it can be really hard to go well what I do totally we deliver agree. yeah because you can't have that perfect bed and the headboard clean behind well, yeah you can with enough time uh-huh no I, I totally understand it, it it is a bit of a funny one because some of the i mean some people can whip a towel animal up in two minutes, which is absolutely great. But then others can be stand there trying to do something like that for a good 10 minutes. As you say, in that 10 minutes, you could have the bed, buying the bed done. You could have something extra done. And then as a client, you think, would they prefer the towel animal? Uh, or are they going to prefer the cleaner house, which they're actually paying good money for? You know, you could ask them this. This could be on your question. Yeah, what would you rather do? Have a cleaner better? <laughs> do you want a crocodile or a swan? I know, I know. It is, it's a nice touch. Things like that are nice touches, but you do have to make sure, obviously, that the job that you're being paid for is done to a high standard because, you know, you couldn't leave crumbs, as you say, or, or a skirting board undone or marks on a light switch. And leave dogs and have beautifully absolute, done. Yeah, and just have, you know, towel animals everywhere. It's nice, it's a, nice as a lovely touch and it does go down well with 99.9% .9 of customers. But if a, if a member of staff is going to do that, they need to be a good cleaner that's had, got the house cleaned. You know, it's no good having crumbs and just ha and having an amazing display, like a jungle when you're walking of all the, all the towels. So luckily, the, the main lady that does all our towel animals is a really good cleaner, so she doesn't get any negative feedbacks. Yes. In the, but You've you know, that solid, could happen. That, that definitely could happen, especially when you're climbing up to like almost 50 members of staff that we've got. That's a lot of people to teach 
yeah. how to make. And it's you've got to standardise that or yeah, put in the system hard, to standardise yeah. it. So given that we've done, we're talking about social media today. Uh-huh. We've covered pretty much all of social media there. So we're going to wrap up for today. Okay. Today we've gone on to a lot of subjects. It's been such a pleasure speaking to you. I'm going to spend the next two days. I may drag you onto another podcast. Oh. <laughs> but thank you so much. It's been lovely having you here with us today. Oh, thank you, Louise. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>